This is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live on DallasCowboys.com. And the official Dallas Cowboys app. First down. Jason Witt is in the end zone. Intercepted. Sean Lee. Ha. Touchdown. Des Bryant. Now, your hosts, Mickey Spagnola, Brian Broaddus. Taylor Stern and Rob Phillips. Welcome everyone to another edition of Talking Cowboys. Of course, always joined by Mickey, Rob, Brian, and myself here in the SWBC Mortgage Studio. Finally, guys, we're at Wednesday, so it's time to move on from the Denver loss. Of course, mm-hmm. remnants will follow us into the next week, but let's get focused on the Cardinals. But before we do that, we spent a long time yesterday kind of discussing who might be the guy they let go for mm-hmm. the spot for DeMontre Moore. Mickey, you made mm-hmm. a noise like I told you so. I was right. Mm-hmm. Right, Mick? Elliot. J. Roan Elliot. We finally learned how to pronounce his first name. and, and <laughs> Hardly knew you. Hardly knew Hardly you. knew. I don't even know if I saw him. Uh, you know, he was. Yeah, you saw well, him. See you later. Think, yeah, Your you friend of yours. Maybe I didn't recognize him. You guys grew close in the two weeks he was here? Yeah. It's funny that funny you tell you and guys you trade for a guy, you know, you feel like you might have a little plan for him. You kind of go through the legwork and then, you know, two weeks in you say, well, maybe not, mm-hmm. you know, and I don't think it had anything to do with the pick or anything like that. I just, uh, you know, I, I, I personally, I think Ben Wickery was going to be the guy if they didn't have cornerback problems. He and seemed probably right. Yeah. It, but the, but the cornerback issues are now making this football team have to, Think about some different avenues of how they're going to play these games. Well, you had Ben Wickery for insurance for Jordan Lewis. Early, right. And now it's for, like, the rest of the depth chart mm-hmm. because everybody else is banged up, although you're hoping Skander's coming back this week. So they're not going to go out and sign Darrell Rivas? Uh, not to everyone on Twitter that's probably tweeted you, okay. hey, Rivas still out there. Cromarty would be interesting. Cromarty might be interesting. They're all yeah. disappointed. Yeah. All disappointed. And, yeah, you're talking about DB depth. Obviously, someone who didn't start out as a DB, but was this past training camp. Jamil Showers was brought back up to the practice squad. They let Nate Theaker, the guard, go. So, you know, just some different movement there. And yeah. Yeah, always interesting. To that's, a, that's another one of those things when you let go. Maybe this is me thinking differently, but I, I never let offensive linemen go, especially young ones on the practice squad. You like Theaker, too. I, I did. You know, and I like what I saw with him, the way he played. And wasn't perfect all the time but offensive linemen have got to learn how to hold trip and clip you've heard me say that before and I and I I always worry about taking a young lineman Mm -hmm. and then not fully seeing it through Mm -hmm. you know I mean practice squad stuff like maybe not for this year but maybe for next year you know kind of a thing and you know I I think we understand what Jameel Showers is I I I do I think Jameel Showers is not going to be good enough to play in the National Football League. Well, he does give you some versatility in terms of he can do some different things at different spots. Quarterback. During the week, he can simulate quarterback, he can, you know, to give you some different looks. Yeah. For opponent game oh, planning. A, yeah. But, but I know you're what you're saying. You're playing read option teams and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, that's, actually, that's how they decided, hey, he might make a good safety. Well, but you're right. I mean, he's. I don't think on the 53 future roster he's got a future necessarily. I mean, the reason they let him go is – they needed a wide receiver to practice last week. Right. They brought on uh, Brown, Brown, right? That's what I'm saying. I don't. So I guess they could have cut Theaker last week if they needed to, but maybe they needed an offensive lineman to practice. Or maybe they saw some guys that worked out yesterday that they thought, hmm, when we have a room, we'll bring that offensive lineman in. Yeah, I, I hope that's okay. I mean, uh, to me, 
This is where this is where I'd look about player development, though. And I don't want to bog the show down. I'll do that on the draft show one day. But but player development, if you carry a guy the whole entire training camp and watch him play four games, keep him on your practice squad the first two weeks, and then you say, ah, you know, should have done this earlier then if that's the case. Yeah. Bill, Bill Polian echoed what Brian said a few There's days no ago. There's no development. That the what? O-line play is as bad as it's been in years. It's not around the quarterback. The around it, the league. It's not the quarterbacks. I don't think it's the quarterbacks. I think the offensive – look what's going on in Seattle. Look at some, Look what's going on in New York. I mean, it's bad offensive line play. Where, where are you developing your offensive linemen? I'm not sitting there standing up the table for Nate Thinker, but I'm just saying, though, how about some if, – if you liked him enough to carry him the whole year and then carry him the first two weeks, mm-hmm. is he worth carrying, you know, the entire season on the practice squad? That's Absolutely. all I'm saying. Hey, I like what you're saying. And yesterday we did get into the Justin Durant talk. And, you know, as Mickey alluded to, in two more weeks, they're going to have a de- another decision to make with David Irving being eligible to come back. So we'll get to that in two weeks. But yeah. let's get back to so this that they game. officially they haven't officially done the transaction with DeMontre Moore, have they? That's going to be today. It'll be today. Right? right. They'll put him on today. He was eating breakfast this morning. so I assume Did you he, sit with him? He's here. You know what? He got a go bag. He didn't want to sit oh, with me. Oh, it's you, too, you, I offered. Like even waved at him, said spot I, hey, next to me. Come on, there's like. Well, you could talk to Mickey. Ten yeah. spots between me and Big <laughs> Al. That drop was that Bill Parcells. That's yes. Bill. That's Man. right. See, Bill was pretty smart. I can talk to Mickey. That's right. He knows. He knows. So what do you know, Mick? We're gonna get into the Cowboys' offense and the Cardinals' defense. So Mick, why don't you start us off? The Cowboys' offense wasn't very good on Sunday. He's talking about against. Thank you. Against the Broncos. <laughs> we're now focusing on Arizona. Oh, we're moving on. Moving we're on. moving on. Moving yeah. on they haven't practiced Cincinnati. yet. I don't know if we should move on until they practice, you know. You don't want to? No, I'm 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 good. It's kind of a funky week. We did get the media availability this week for the Monday night game. And of course it's today is like a Tuesday, so there will be a four PM locker room tomorrow. They'll start practice for Mickey to get some some grind in. At least so, have an opinion. Yes, and then Friday will be another I gave practice. you an opinion. The you, offense you, wasn't very good. You never have an opinion. You're the worst. Yeah, man. right. You are the worst. Mm-hmm. He has an opinion. Trying to have a show here. I just try to be right. The problem That's exactly is, right what you do. That's exactly yeah, yeah. what you do. The problem is you're an after-the-fact right guy. No. Yes, you are. He's a retroactive you're, right yeah, guy. Yeah, Did I not tell you if they gave up 140 yards rushing last week to the Broncos, well, how about, they were going to get how beat? About, how about talking a little about Arizona then? What do you think they need to do against hey, Arizona? you sent me a guy. More of the same. Yeah, you want to talk about. Let's start with the guy that you want to tell us more about, that the Cowboys Oh, that's where we were going. Yeah. That's where we're going. I didn't understand where you were going. You never do. You never do. Far for the course. <sighs> I, I speak a different me. language than him. Obviously. We're playing it's Tell Me More. <laughs> there it is. I, I, didn't hear, <laughs> I didn't hear anything about Tell Me More. That's the first time it came out of anybody's mouth. Just right? play along Let's with it. Let's just go. Let's go. Who you got? Who's your What name? do you want to do? You want T- me to go first? Yeah. Tell us about a defensive player for the Arizona Cardinals you like. I you- like former University of Missouri linebacker Marcus Golden. Hmm. An automatic winner. Who yep. is kind of listed as a 3-4 outside linebacker, uh, their will linebacker, yeah. but against Indianapolis, which goes normally three wide receivers or four, he's basically the left defensive end. That's true. Uh, so, Lael Collins, get ready. Because 
Marcus Golden in his second year in the National Football League last year, first year as a full-time starter, finished with 12 and a half sacks, which tied him for third in the league. And the only two guys that had more were Vic Beasley with 15 and a half and Von Miller with 13 and a half. So that tells you the type of season he had. As a matter of fact, it was the most sacks by a linebacker in Cardinals history. And that's a long history. So they better be ready for this guy. Uh, he's already got four quarterback pressures, two quarterback hits, and he's pretty active on that outside. And it looks like they don't care what he does about against the run. They want no. him getting up the field and at the quarterback. So beware. And Lyle they, Collins. First three he games. Hasn't had it easy. Yeah. He's gotten a break. Better Do you get, have to go against better get Donald ready. next week? No, Donald's more defensive tackle. He's but a defensive that's tackle. a good front all around, too. Ooh. Yeah. So Marcus Golden yeah. was kind of the unsung linebacker at Missouri when they had that last good season With Andrew a couple Gashcock? years ago Shane Ray was the guy everybody looked at and the Cardinals said when they were looking at tape of Shane Ray they kept coming back to who's the guy on the yeah. other side because he wasn't built like a defensive yeah, end Tony Ely too at that right day. both of them yeah. weren't built like right. defensive ends they were right. more built like linebackers they're kind of stocky aren't they but winning they're more fast games? and quick why aren't they winning more games the last good guys? season did yeah. you did you see uh two years ago when they had the uh protest on campus yeah yeah it hurt him it Heard killed him. not only okay. recruiting okay. In, in football, but it killed recruiting at the university, period. Yeah, it's making Mizzou a little break. joke. Mizzou break. Before it's we not get a to, joke. It's serious I'm talking, business. I'm talking about their record. Before we get to Rob <clears throat> and Brian's, guys, we actually have a caller on the line, and you guys can still call us. The number is 214-872-2102. So we want to get to Kyle in Kentucky, SEC area. Uh, hi. I uh, just want to call and say I uh, – I listen to your guys' show all the time on my commute, commute to work, and uh, it, uh, I think you guys do a great job. Thank um, you. I had a couple questions. Um, just to skip over, you know, that offense from last week, uh, I know they're a better team than how they played. You know, it's basically the same offense that they had last year. Um, one about Jordan Lewis, um, I just wanted to know what your guys' take was on how well he played like a man – and uh, zone and how he did. And another is, I like how they play Demarcus Lawrence uh, on that left side. I think he does a great job there. Um, do you uh, do you think uh, do you think that's his best spot, or you think uh, you think he'd play well on that right defensive end? Uh, that's it. Uh, Thank you, Kyle. Listen to you guys answer. Thank you. Well, Thank I you. I do think Demarcus Lawrence is fitting right. Perfectly there at the left end with four sacks on his yeah, name. Yeah, absolutely. Looks good over there. Looks healthy and looks lighter. Those are the things. I don't think he looks as bulky as he once did. I think it's helped him with his movement. Mm-hmm. He's drawn a couple of guys that he's been able to take good advantage of, and good defensive ends will always take advantage of blockers that they can. Mm-hmm. And so I give him full credit for that. In fact, he's playing next to Collins. We showed that yesterday. Broke down three plays. His sack, you know, with him and Collins working together, he's been he's been outstanding. And so, yeah, I, I think that the left end is probably his best side uh, because of his – he has a – to me, watching him rush from that side, he seems to have better angles getting to the quarterback than he does from the right. 
And so I, I'm all for him staying on that left side, let him try and figure out what's going on on that right side. That's something that uh, you know Mickey talked about yesterday with Benson Mayowa. They, they need to figure something out over there. And maybe they figured it out with DeMontre Moore coming back this week. Rob, you got anything to add to that? Uh, he said it. I said it yesterday. He's lost a, a few pounds to help with the back, help alleviate some of the, the problems he's been having with it. As long as he's holding up against the run on the left side and the strong side, then keep him there, you know, and try to try to figure out a rotation on that right side. They need more pressure on that right side. Been the best guy on their defensive line. <clears throat> yeah. There's no sense messing with it. And, you know, from what I saw of the Cardinals' right tackle, he may get two more. Yeah, I wrote Ooh. about that today. There'll be matchups tomorrow. That'll go out tomorrow, so check that one out as well. That's my Keep It 100 guy for Cover 4 today. Yeah. We mentioned Mickey on Cover 4 yesterday. Yeah. I'm sure he saw it. He's such an avid watcher. Watch every episode. Every episode. <laughs> Mickey, why don't you answer his question about Jordan Lewis's play? Well, he played a lot for a guy that practiced one week to sure. get ready. Um, did some good things. Had some problems. Can't lose your footing when a guy does a in and out pivot uh, move, yeah, uh, route on you. Uh, but he came back, and the thing I like about his performance is cornerbacks are going to get beat. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a reason why they got receivers in this league catching eighty to ninety to a hundred passes. But the big thing is you got to come back and play and keep competing. And he came back and got a pick. Now I know the ball was poorly thrown, but he caught it. And that's big with this secondary because a lot of times they don't catch things. Uh, so I think first time out, uh, I think it was encouraging and be interesting to see what he does with a full week of practice at maybe the position he's going to have to play. Yeah, I, I have no problem without their throwing him out there. If that, if they, 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 the hype about him really was after the draft. You know, if you talk to the scouts, they were even they were more excited about him than even Awuzier. And it looks like Awuzie might be a little compromised this week. Nothing wrong with throwing Jordan Lewis out there and letting him play. You know, and then see, it, hey, cover him up and get a full week of practice like Mickey said. And, you know, and if it's Skandrick, Brown, and Jordan Lewis, I, I heck, that's their best three. Go for it. Mm-hmm. See and, you, you know, if do. you remember in, the o, in OTAs, you know, when he finally got here, um, you know, they were playing him. Inside, like he was a nickel right. because of his size. And then he did that so well, it's like, oh, let's put him outside. Right. And he started playing outside on second team. So, yeah, uh, he's, yeah, got, he's, he's got, a got something to him. Length. He's got a, he might not be the tallest guy, but he's got the long arms they talk about with scouts. That's what's something. Will McClay will play with a shorter corner, shorter being 5'10", if you have reach. Mm-hmm. And that's something that he has. And he's got ball skills. Obviously, you saw the way he played it the other day. He's quick-footed. You know, he could go, you know, will he get bullied a little bit with bigger guys? Maybe, but he's very competitive. But if it's if it's Skandrick, Brown, and Lewis this week for the three, I'm taking my chances and going with it. I, I, that's if that's the best combination you got, man, go forward. Did he get – I'm trying to remember. Was he the one that got – He did he get the interference call or was it Brown? Brown, 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 Brown. Yeah, okay. Brown did. Brown but remember, he did it also. Well, Brown got a penalty. He he hit he hit the hit the receiver in the face with hands. I thought it was going to be hands to face, and then there was a second shove out of bounds, which they got him for pass interference. So, I, I, again, Brown. There's nothing wrong with Brown in my opinion at all. I, I I like how competitive he is out there. I think he cares about it. He's a passionate player. You know, these cornerbacks. It's tough. It was tough the other day. They had to deal with some guys that are pretty damn good. 
So find a way to make some plays. They did. And before we do get to your guys, we do have tell me more for those listening. So keep tuned to that. But did you guys see what Joe Thomas came out and said about Ezekiel Elliott? I know we talked about what LT and Deion Sanders have said about Cowboys players. Did not. Joe Thomas came out and was talking about Ezekiel. Obviously a lot of criticism about Ezekiel's effort on the interception and different things. And Joe Thomas, you can't really criticize him for his plays played 10,000 snaps consecutively. Yeah. So he came out and said that Zeke needs to learn how to lose. Mm-hmm. Which I thought was an interesting comment because obviously Joe Thomas is very familiar with that losing 114 games since he was drafted in 2007. But I don't think that's kind of the mantra of this team is that you would ever learn how to lose. I I know what he's saying. Hey, don't give up even when things are going a different way than you expected. But I, I, I spoke to it Monday, I guess, when we were trying to make sense of what happened, because that's not him. He, he is his physicalness at the running back position. His competitiveness mm-hmm. is contagious on this offense. So. He's a competitor. I don't think the coaching staff is worried about him going forward that way because of what he's been since he's been here. But he was frustrated. He was frustrated in that moment. He can't get any traction in the running game. They're getting blown out. And he's, to Joe Thomas's point, he's not used to losing football games. Didn't in high school, rarely lost games at Ohio State. And the game he lost where the, the worst rushing game he had was 17-14. It's Michigan State, and he called out the coaching staff after the game. The guy hates losing. And, you know, he's a young player, and that was a moment I'm sure he'd like to have back. I don't want my guy ever to get used to losing. Exactly. That's what, and you know, it doesn't make it okay. I'm not why, excusing I, it. Why all of a sudden has everybody got uh, all these players speaking up? What's the deal here? Everybody trying to look forward to their second career and say, see, I got opinions. I can be an announcer. Yes, yes, they are. Look over and see anything that's on ESPN or NFL Network, mostly former players. LT's job is to give opinions on that show. And that's fine. You know, that's fine. And that's his opinion. Yeah. But, you know, he'll move forward. I don't think we'll see this again. And really don't. Joe ended it by saying, hopefully, he'll learn from this. But by the way, he had all those snaps. Like he's had, never missed a snap. Imagine his sh- all he needed was his shoe to fall off one time or his helmet to bust. It never happened. Never happened. So think about that. I mean, his say his helmet, his chin strap breaks, piece of his helmet breaks, and he has to sit out of play. That's it. Now this may be a that's dumb, how that's how fragile a streak like that is. This may be a dumb question because I thought of it driving in today when I heard that. Has Travis Frederick ever missed a snap? Has he missed a play a game? I believe try- he's missed a snap. I think maybe, we were looking at that last Yeah, year. see, it, it it happens to be maybe at the end of a game if you get a blowout situation, you put Joe Looney in or whoever, you know. Because I was trying to remember. I, I well, those guys didn't play in the finale last year. Does that count? Yeah. Yeah, it does. So, well, didn't he they start? They the start. Well, he, yeah, but he didn't play the whole game. He played the whole game. Yeah, that doesn't count. It no. does count to this. It counts to this I guess to those. I'll tell you this about Ezekiel <laughs> Elliott, and this is another thing that we did. <laughs> Make that cut. In yes. the breakdown, you know, even after the interception, you know, which everybody was very critical of, Peter King mainly, you know, if you watch, we broke down a play where he blitz picked up. On, yeah. On, on, and if he doesn't pick up that blitz on Parks coming off the edge, Dak Prescott is going to wear – a safety right in the side of his head. I mean, the, the touchdown pass to to Jason Witten was a lot. A lot of it had to do with the fact that Ezekiel Elliott had the awareness 
to stay with his man. And then and then on the second interception that they threw that went back 103 yards, another blitz pickup that allowed the ball to get to the outside. Told you that yesterday. Yeah. No one wanted to believe it yeah. out there. Yeah. Because if he doesn't pick up the I told blitz, so. yeah. it's never an interception. No, but see, that's what I'm saying. Dak's on the ground. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's yeah. one of, it's it's People want to say that his effort is not good and he should have in this and that. You need to look at the whole game. It's like watching it's like watching Lyle Collins play against Von Miller. You you think, well, at the end of the game, you're like going, Well, he was terrible. Well, watch all the plays, watch all sixty-six plays and see where he's at. That that to me is I always, you know, when you when you want to be critical about players, study the player, study their game, study what they're doing, and then make a comment. It's real easy for Peter King to sit there in, in New Jersey and go, he's not trying. Well, Peter, I'm sorry. He, he he blitz picked up on that play to at least get him, you know, a touchdown, and he tried to blitz pick up again to get him another touchdown. Mm-hmm. So you know, be be a little bit more conscious of that. Yeah. All right. Well, let's take our first break here in the SWBC Mortgage Studio. When we come back, they're going to tell me more. We're, they are going to tell you more. Thanks for hinting at it, Mick. They're going to tell you more about some guys you should know on the Cardinals defense. We'll be right back. We, the entertainment-loving people, demand the best unlimited wireless plan ever from AT&T. What else do you want, a unicorn? Maybe. Only AT&T offers you unlimited data with HBO included and never pay overages. Get AT&T Unlimited Plus, our best wireless deal on unlimited data. Plus save $25 per month on DirecTV. It's entertainment your way. After 22 gigabytes of data usage, AT&T may slow speeds. Plan includes stream saver and videos will stream in standard definition unless you turn it off. $25 DirecTV savings requires AT&T Unlimited Plus. Credits start within three bills. Service prices subject to change. Other usage, speed, fees, charges, and restrictions apply. See att.com slash unlimited for details. Hey, Cowboys fans. Did you know that over the next few years, more than a million service members will transition from military to civilian life? Veterans face unique challenges when they get out of the military, and Bank of America and the Dallas Cowboys are teaming up to help with financial education, career opportunities, and support of military nonprofits and organizations locally in North Texas and across the country. We're proud to support our troops and are deeply grateful for the dedication and sacrifice of our service members and veterans. Bank of America, official bank of the Dallas Cowboys, invites you to join us in our efforts to get involved by tagging game day photos on social media using hashtag TroopThanks, that's hashtag TroopThanks, and by learning more about our commitment to veterans at bankofamerica.com slash military support. Together, we can thank our troops in ways that make a real difference. Copyright 2016, Bank of America Corporation. Bowling night with friends and you're hanging out together You picked up a spare but you're craving something better A thirst runs deep inside, you don't know what to do You crave a nice cold Dr. Pepper and a hero to save you Crave Rider You ride the wave of Dr. Pepper when you're craving Dr. Pepper Crave Rider When you crave a Dr. Pepper, nothing else will do Pick up an ice cold 20 ounce bottle today Dr. Pepper I hear all this talk about what it takes to be a cowboy. Everyone's got their ideas, but I just say to myself, it's what's up top that matters. Sure, you need men with the muscle and heart to get her done, but if your scouts and coaches are listening out there, a word of advice. Pick the man with the most well-worn Stetson. That's the one most cut out to be a cowboy. Stetson hats are handmade right here in Texas and have been on cowboys' heads for over 150 years. The rest of you can visit stetson.com cowboy to find a retailer near you this is talking cowboys tommy john underwear guys is in a league of its own mind-blowing fabrics you can barely feel and designs to fit the modern man 
that eliminate bunching and wedgies. Plus, it's backed by the best pair you'll ever wear, or it's free guaranteed. Shop exclusive Cowboys underwear at TommyJohn.com forward slash Cowboys for 20% off your first order. TommyJohn.com forward slash Cowboys. Well, Rob, since you're already there, why don't you tell us your guy you want to tell us more about here today? All right, let's go with a guy who's new to this talented Cardinals defense. Their first round pick, Hassan Reddick. Mm. Okay, terrific player coming out of college. Absolutely. He was an outside linebacker slash defensive end. He's making a transition to inside linebacker in their base 3-4 defense. So it's a little bit of a transition for him, but it's an important position he's playing because it's a unique style that they have in Arizona. Uh, Deion Buchanan's one of their top players. They've actually renamed his position. Like, literally, it, in their media guide and stuff, it's money linebacker with a dollar sign over it, okay? That's, that's how important his role money. is. Yeah, to, to what they do. And it's a unique type of hybrid linebacker. He's only about 220 pounds, flies around. He's a nice matchup for the way offenses are going, where it's more spread. So he's able to cover. He's able to rush. He can fly around, make tackles. They see Reddick in, in kind of this role, and he's only about 230 pounds, Looked really good in the opener against Detroit. Had eight tackles, really closing, making plays. They have a lot of confidence in him, but you know he's still learning. He gave up some catches uh, last week against the Colts, and we'll see if Buchanan can can do more in practice this week. He was limited last week. If he comes back, that's a big boost for Arizona. But you think about what the Cowboys struggle with running the ball. Let's see if you know Reddick can can do something to try to stop the Cowboys again this week. Well, that's really Woo! good analysis. What a scouting right? report yeah. right no, there, was, Robert. That was really good because it's exactly what the tape is showing. And the Cowboys running the football this week, they play with a lot of hybrid players. You know, they play a lot with the Buddha Bakers. You remember him from the draft show, they, they, the Honey Badger, Tyron Matthew. They play with a lot of those strong safety linebacker, defensive end kind of guys. Everybody so, can run. Everybody, everybody can cover. a lot of speed. If you do not get a hat on this guy, on Reddick, on the second level as he's running, he will make every tackle. Yeah. I mean, that, that that's what it's going to be. In, in those four-yard gains, you know, or those, so those six, seven, eight-yard gains could be four-yard gains or three-yard gains because of their ability to run to the football and make plays. So it's going to be on – it's going to be on Chaz Green, it's going to be on Frederick, and it's going to be on Zach Martin to make sure that they get up on that second level to keep a guy like Reddick from running because he can do that. Big-time athlete. Yeah. Big time Money athlete. linebacker. Yeah. Seriously, like they've, they've created a new position, basically, yeah. the way they named it. Do you think, you know, Mickey has a name tag above his desk. Could we change his to Money Mickey? Ooh. Or, or yeah, something? let's do it. Yeah. I like it. You'd Maybe become... somebody will make some donations. Yeah. Catch me outside. How about that? <laughs> How come they didn't rename it on their depth Cash chart me. in their release? Were they shy? I it's wanted to see money on there. Inside joke. Money, money, money. If you read their website, they literally call it that. But anyway, don't Mick. I'm right. Just don't you don't try to debunk it. It's it's a position. no. I'm saying okay. they should have done it. All right. Put set a strong side linebacker. That's best. Hey, John Bones Jones. He's a very <laughs> famous boxer from he trains in the state of New Mexico. And a lot of people don't realize that yes, he is related to Chandler Jones, who is Brian's oh, guy today. Thank you, that's, for that segue. that's his brother. That is his brother. Chandler oh. Jones is I'll tell you what, Chandler Jones looks like he's listed as a, as a Sam linebacker. He's really like a defensive end. When you watch him rush, what I, I what I'm impressed is a guy that long, that rangy, has the stop start quickness that he does. 
you know, he's one of those guys that can lull a tackle into into thinking that, okay, I'm not going to rush you. And then there's that burst. He's got that stop-start type of quickness. And he's really, as I said, really long. And so when he, he the way he plays, he's a controller with his hands, grab, reach, slap, whatever he has to do, pull himself up. Yeah, but he, he's a, 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 just one of those – it's like the guys that they dealt with with the Giants, the Pierre Pauls, the long kind of guy. But this guy, I'll tell you what, though, he is on the edge. He doesn't give up much in the running game. And as a pass rusher, you have to worry about him because when he comes off the edge, inside, they like to move him around and let him try and do some things that way to attack the pocket. He can create problems in the pocket because of his because of his reach. Going by the quarterback, reach back, get the football. So, Got to keep an eye on Chandler Jones. You got a guy? I got a guy. But it's kind of interesting the way that I set my guy up because obviously everyone knows about Patrick Peterson. That's my guy. Yeah. But really what I want to tell you about is what he leads to as the weakest link on this defense, and that would be Justin Bethel. Mm. I think cornerback Justin Bethel is actually the weakest link on this defense. Obviously the strongest being Patrick Peterson. Sure. The six-time Pro Bowler, three-time All-Pro guy that everyone knows and loves. Right. Your guy from LSU. Wilson, you. No one picked Honey Badger. Yeah. Hey, we all know about Honey Badger. Let's hope he doesn't make a bunch of plays. It's kind of like last week. There's a lot of names you can pick. It's a good defense. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Patrick Peterson is obviously going to be matched up with Des Bryant, and we've seen how Des has done against big-time cornerbacks in the first two games. But in the first two games for Justin Bethel, he's already surrendered two touchdowns. Yeah. So I want this Cowboys offense to attack Justin Bethel. And I want you guys to tell me, how can this offense prey on this weak part of the secondary? Do they follow? They travel. They travel. So Peterson's going to be with that. Peterson, yeah. He's already talked about it. Yeah, yeah, that's going to be a traveling. So get ready for that. So they're going to – Bethel will have to play both sides. Well, then it's a Terrence Williams kind of game. Yeah. Win on the other side, right? Yeah, find a way to win on the other side if you can with Bethel. I mean, you've got to be able to – you're going to have to be able to throw the ball here. I'll tell you this, guys, and maybe I'm speaking out of turn here, but I I still go after Peterson a little bit. Mm. I still go after Peterson with Des Bryant. I I don't think you could totally just say, okay, just because he's taken Des Bryant in this game that he you can't try and, and 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 throw the football to Bryant's way. Especially if these officials again let these guys play a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the one thing. If Peterson he he can be physical off the line, but there'll be times where he can get a little bit bullied. But he his ability to stay with, you know, I, I still think you have to go his direction selectively but you can't be late with your throws and you can't be indecisive with your throws because he will make you pay but Bethel is a very good choice if it turns into a into somebody on the other side has to win Jason Witten has to win Cole Beasley has to win against the Honey Badger you know those are the kinds of things you need in this football game that's that's you mentioned Honey Badger like that's the matchup I want to see I, him against I worry, Beasley I worry about him blitzing he's all over the place yeah they they list him on their depth chart as a free safety, right. he's anything but a free safety. Mm-hmm. Right. He's always around the line of scrimmage. You don't know if he's covering, if he's blitzing. Um, kind of like Palomalu, they just kind of let him roam. You know, the interception that he had against the Colts, that was the first play in overtime. Right. That was like the worst decision throw I've ever seen because right. if he didn't pick it off, the other guy was going to pick it off. Yeah. That- uh, but But he's all over the place, and so he's always around the line of scrimmage. We know he plays like his hair's on fire. 
Uh, and you don't know what he's going to do. You don't know if he's he, a wild card player. If he he's going to jump routes or if he's going to cover the guy or if he's going to come off his guy and go somewhere else. Uh, they just kind of let him freelance. And uh, boy, just watching of half, it's like, whoo. Yeah. He, he, he's the guy that you thought he was before he got himself in trouble. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, let's go to the phone lines. We have a, a friend of the show, Philippe from France, is on the line. Hi, guys. How you doing? Good. How are well. you? Yeah. Uh, I have a sunny hello from uh, Bourgogne, France. Uh, I love all the show, and thanks for all the stuff you do uh, on the website for feeding me with uh, Cowboys news. Good. Uh, just two things about Zeke's demeanor uh, <clears throat> the kid has a long has a lot hanging above his head and he's a human being uh, i don't know anyone uh, able to focus on his job uh, with that much pressure outside uh, sometimes you can have it down even though you're uh, the toughest sob on earth i mean even G- general george s patton uh, i consider the toughest one uh, ever had down days. Uh, I have a question for Brian and Mickey. Would you feel better if you'd have uh, John Silent Killer, Gisek, or, or uh, Kevin Nessie Brawler, uh, Gogan, manning the left guard for the remaining of the season? I mean, Collins seems to have the nasty meaning required to play online, but I question Greens. Thanks for taking my call. Have a great day. Go Cowboys. Did he Thank say- Gogan and John Giesick, like old school cowboys. I yeah. thought that's what I heard. Hey, yeah. he's a true fan. He's calling all the way from France. Great call. Great yeah. call. Love uh, hearing from Felipe. You know what? Uh, Lyle, uh, excuse me, it's almost Chaz so Green. Chaz Green. You know, two games in, I in studying Chaz Green, I have not been disappointed with him. And 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 I understand. I think what he was asking about the physical toughness, the mm-hmm. that that Gogan. That nasty kind of demeanor, mm-hmm. and maybe he doesn't see that in Chaz Green. I think Chaz Green has done a nice job working with Smith and Frederick. Some of, some of the things that we were really really worried about that maybe that he would be a better tackle. Myself, I thought that would be the case, mm-hmm. but he seems to be fitting in nicely at guard. And 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 the the, the struggles in the running game, I couldn't point to him. I, you know, now they have a miss block is every once in a while not him, but other guys, yeah. But I, I think for what you're asking him to do, they passed a couple of stunts the other day. It looked like to me that Frederick was a lot more confident. Smith was confident in that. Is he Ron Leary? No, he's not. But I, I don't think that for the first two weeks that I could say the left guard has been the problem with the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, he's not Ron Leary yet. Those are the first two games he's ever played at guard. Yeah. And I thought I, I wasn't like they're – he was the problem up there. No. They all were the problem yeah. as a group of five. But I didn't see him, like, getting bullied around or pushed off the line of scrimmage. I, I you know, I thought it was encouraging. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Hey, I like hearing that. And I think sometimes Chaz Green kind of gets that rap of not being as tough. He's a, he's a quiet guy. And the all injuries, linemen, the really. injury history makes him seem like he's not a tough guy. And guys like me saying that he's always hurt doesn't help his – doesn't help but that. But he, he has been. Yeah. He has been. Sure. On wood. So. Yeah. Anyway, but guys, we got to get to the Cowboys offense. And we told you a lot about this Cardinals defense. And we talked a little bit about how it could be a good day for Terrence Williams. Is Ezekiel Elliott going to get back on track? And how can he do that? 
Yeah, I think if it, they block for him. Yeah, I think that I think it's 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 a little bit more complex than that, Mickey. But I'll I'll go with you when you're saying there. Uh, the to me though, it, it is it is going to take a certain bit of of just will, you know. And and we always talk about I mean, it's just a little bit of will, but we talk about a lot of will. You know, we you can't have breakdowns. When you know, an offensive line, the thing that was disappointing to me about the other day at nine of the nine Zeke carries, four of those were when they were in twelve personnel, which is one of their best blocking formations. You know, when they when they have the two tight ends, when it's Witten and Hannah and all that involved. Why are you shaking so, your head? Because it wasn't in that game. It wasn't in that game. So that's what I'm saying. It's to me, it's 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 a little bit more deeper than that, and you have to find if you've got if you've got seven blockers and you're not getting the job done that's that's on your line that is on your line right there and it's on your tight ends too so they've got to find a way to get back to where they were when when this team is really rolling running the football it's hats on hats it's no leakage it's no guys getting beat at the line of scrimmage Mm -hmm. the tight ends aren't losing either they're not they're capturing the edge the ball's getting to where it needs to be there's holes there they got guys up on the second level so that's really what it's really going to come down to the Cowboys can they can they find a way? It's another three four team basically that we talked about has really good defensive speed. You know, can you find a way to physically take it to them? And you know, the the, the Cardinals are, are not going to just allow you to do that. They're gonna they're gonna play a stout front and they're gonna get their guys the ball. But if you don't if you if individual guys don't get their blocks, you know, have one breakdown out of six or seven, you're not going to run the football. Generally. Those outside linebackers in the three four are faster than defensive ends. Right. Do you think it was the speed that gave those guys problems? Because they had problems on the edge. Yeah, I think they had. I think when I watched they they the the Bronco game especially, a guy like Derek Wolf. Okay, right. Derek Wolf was a guy that we talked about put on more weight. He went from two hundred and eighty pounds to three hundred pounds. And what happened was when they when you don't cut off linemen when they're when the scheme requires you to reach or to make cutoff blocks and that you go to the ground and those guys are running free mm-hmm. that gives Ezekiel nowhere to cut I mean, we've seen him before make those cuts and make people miss but that was a problem in that game they got to him before he could even cut and that was a big deal now Ezekiel had one run where I felt like if he would have pressed it front side hard he could have probably hit it for a pretty decent gain instead he bent the ball back and what happened they didn't get the backside cutoff, and now he's tackled for a, a gain of one. It's that's what it, it really comes down to. I, that, the most disappointing thing to me was again twelve personnel where they usually run the football well, they didn't, and they got to get back to getting in twelve personnel and running the ball well. Can he, can they handle their speed? That that's my question. Um, yeah, Wolf was in the backfield a lot the other day. It's not the same as the Denver's defense, but it is a, a defense that's got a good front seven, good. Good DBs that can play man to man. So we'll see. We'll see if they'll try to replicate what what the Broncos did. But I, I just I can't imagine the Cowboys defense getting overmatched two weeks in a row. Or Cowboys offensive line. I just can't. I have a hard time seeing that. But we'll see. We'll see. All right. Well, we do have another caller on the line from Enemy Lines. We have Mike from Philly. What is your question? Yes, I am uh, behind enemy lines, but I'm not the enemy, I promise. You are not. You're <laughs> calling into the show. We can see that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I know you guys are talking offense, but if you don't mind, I have a question about the, the defense. Okay. Uh, 
I'm wondering at what point, if any, do we actually start to look at Rod Marinelli or maybe Joe Baker? Because I'm starting to get concerned about the way the defensive backs are being coached. And I'm wondering if they're not being coached kind of conservatively. Because, I, you know, we saw this problem with Barry Church and Brandon Carr. They just seem to play off a lot. They rarely take risks to, you know, jump to jump routes and things of that nature. And it seems like their their instincts are being coached out of them. And we see the guys that we have now, they were, you know, they were ball hawks in college. They had quite a few interceptions in college across the board. And I'm just starting to wonder how these guys are being coached in practice. So if you guys don't mind answering that for me. These guys being coached in college. Go ahead, Rob. Well, we kind of got that question yesterday about off coverage on third down. Yeah. Is Does the youth have to do with some, something to do with that? Well, it has to do with what Mickey brought up the other day about Xavier Woods and doing some different college rules type things. Yeah. Yep. I think to me that, you know, we, we, we're out there for training camp. We watch Joe Baker and Greg Jackson. Those guys coach hard. This team doesn't – the idea is not to give up big plays. That, that's, that's what they did. They, it was a terrible game for them the other day when it came to having to deal with that. I mean, there were some big plays. There were some big game plays running. There were some missed tackles that led to some big plays. I mean, that, that, that's, that's the – you know, it's not a bend but don't break a, a group. It's it's more than that, but they the, but the way they play is is it a conservative scheme in a lot of ways? Yeah, is it a scheme though where you don't have a lot of bust? I would take this scheme over what I saw under the Rob Ryan administration. Uh, give me that every single time. Where you're, you're where just almost reckless. Where, where there's ten there's ten guys on the field. There's twelve guys on the field. Nobody knows where to line up. Nobody knows where to play. Guys are running free. And I, I, give me if this team. If this team covers and they tackle well, mm-hmm. th- then they're not going to give up big plays. They're not. It, it's going to be a defense that that is going to be able, like we saw last year, to win 13 games. We we saw that, but th- you, they need help from the offense though too. Mm-hmm. They do need a ball control offense. They do need to finish drives. They don't need to be poor in the red zone, you know. But the coaching aspect of it. I just think that that's what the players – that's the way they, they want to play. This They don't want to give up those big plays. It's Rod's blueprint when we used that word yesterday. I mean, it's it's not a, always a pure cover two scheme, but they try to keep everything in front of them and make, go you, tackle. make you go 12 plays down the field until you make a mistake or have to punt. And, not, and like Brian said, not give up big plays. So do they want more takeaways? Absolutely. But they're trying to force you to run that clock – and hopefully keep you to field goals while your offense scores touchdowns. How many takeaways they have in two games? Three. Three? Yeah. One in the Giants. Two, two, two in the Giants. Game. Two in the Giants, right? Yeah, it was the fumble and the interception. interception yeah. And then they had another One. fumble and interception. So oh, they four. Didn't, they didn't get the fumble, though. They didn't get the fumble. No. The Giants. They got, That's okay. Oh, 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 yeah. No, you're right. You're right. Two in the Broncos and There's then one in yeah. the Giants. Yep. They're on pace for 24. Now it's very, Oof. very, very early, but that's where they're at. Right. See, the thing too is they're getting they're getting pressure from Lawrence. Yep. They're getting pressure from him. I mean, it, it, this this defense needs its offense to be good. It really, they really, really well, it needs them not to turn the ball over. That's sure. that's true. No, no, no team in the NFL needs their offense to turn the ball over. That's a that's a very astute point, Mickey. I'm glad you made that. And the fact that they gave up what was it? The one touchdown that was set up by a 
29-yard, was it a kickoff return? The t- remember the kickoff return that Xavier Woods got hit in the back? And yeah, they, there was a punt return. Punt, I think, return. punt return. Yeah, they don't need that either. No. See, that, it, it, there's so many things. When this team, it has to have a lot of things go right, but they have the talent to play. And it, it, it's, we saw that. They won 13 games. And, you know, I feel like, though, that when you get the offense back on track, when you get it back going in the red zone, you know, that will help this defense. They, they just need this offense to, to find ways to put pressure on opposing offense. And where they're not on the field for a long, long yeah. time. I mean, the, the, the time Can't of possession. Can't miss tackles. Yeah, yeah that, that get was, off. Time yeah. of possession was out of whack. Uh, they, uh, yeah, they missed tackles. As much as they struggled, though, the, 14, the two touchdowns the Cowboys got were off takeaways from their defense. Yeah. So. All right. Well, we're going to go to our final break here in the SWBC Mortgage Studio. When we come back, we'll have a little bit of Rob's poll to get to and much more. So join us after this break. To work this big land, you need equipment with values rooted as deep in Texas soil as you are. Like John Deere compact tractors with a six-year powertrain warranty and big features that help you work less so you have more time to do what you love. John Deere was first in the Texas fields and we're proud to be on the field as the official ag and turf equipment of the Dallas Cowboys. Find Texas-sized deals at myjohndeeredealer.com football. Terms, conditions, exclusions, and warranty limitations apply. See dealer for details. We, the entertainment-loving people, demand the best unlimited wireless plan ever from AT&T. What else do you want, a unicorn? Maybe. Only AT&T offers you unlimited data with HBO included and never pay overages. Get AT&T Unlimited Plus, our best wireless deal on unlimited data. Plus save $25 per month on DirecTV. It's entertainment your way. After 22 gigabytes of data usage, AT&T may slow speeds. Plan includes stream saver and videos will stream in standard definition unless you turn it off. $25 DirecTV savings requires AT&T Unlimited Plus. Credit start within three bills. Service prices subject to change. Other usage, speed, fees, charges, and restrictions apply. See att.com slash unlimited for details. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel Will McClay and, of course, with yours truly, me, Brian Broaddus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. This is Talking Cowboys. Know why Papa John's pizza tastes so great? The ingredients, like the veggies, delivered fresh whole, never frozen in the pepperoni, 100% pork and beef, custom-made for us, meaning Papa John's, and made to USDA standards with absolutely no fillers and with ingredients like that, you get better pizza, and it's Papa John's. Did the guy last night have good ingredients in your TV show there, Brian? Yeah, no, that was... uh... They had really good ingredients. They had fresh ingredients. Mickey's getting on me because I watch YouTube videos of guys making pizza, deep well, dish pizza. For an hour. For an hour. Hey. Awesome. Did I they love do that. It? Did they do it right? Oh, gosh, yes. Were they from Chicago? Oh, yes. Were they Italian? Yes. Oh, all right. Sicily. You well, know, yeah, they knew those it. are the ingredients. There you right? go. Yeah. What else? Yeah. Who's the ingredients for a great legend show tonight? The great legend show tonight is another Ring of Honor member, uh, Drew Pearson. There you go. Oh, that's a great ingredient better for a good Better show. have the dump button ready for that one. And then next week, <laughs> Tony Dorsett. Woo! Oh, back Ooh. to back. Hey, can I say Coming with some firepower. When are you going to yeah. put Brian Baradas on that show? He should never. What about this? Real quick, I throw something at you about their defense. Yeah. Think about this. I was just looking through two games of these guys. First down passing defense of a rating of 69, right? Ooh. 
69, which puts him ninth in the league. Second down passing wait, defense. Wait, what is that? It's passer rating. A, 69, a rating. Quarterback's quarterback, passer quarterback, rating. Quarterback, yeah, okay. opponents of passing rating okay. on first down, which puts him ninth in the league at 69.5. How about passing defense on second down? They're 24th. They're 107.7. Wait. They're 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 clearly a better teams are that just shows you teams are maybe running the football a little bit more on them on first down. Well, they're only averaging seventy nine per game allowed. They've done a good job. Now the Colts are have really are yeah, struggling. We know that's bad personnel there. But you know, seventy nine in the first two games average of opponents rushing per game. Seventy nine yards. Yeah. Oh, okay. But see that's what it's funny that they're that that's that big of a difference in first down passing and second down passing. Obviously, their their team, you know, probably has to deal. But if you look at though, third down conversions, they've been bad too defensively. That's something we always focus on. Forty seven percent, and plays of ten or more yards, they're twenty fifth with twenty six of those allowed. Yeah, and I think that's what people are frustrated with the identity of this football team right now. Last year, they were really able to keep the drives alive. Yeah, you know, they were able to keep Chris Jones off and. Not making him do that much work. Just kidding. He's always working hard. But, you know, they were able to keep it going. And this year it's like, can you just get that first down? Well, yeah, keep drives alive and, and they'll run on first down and run on second down. And successful. Yeah. And they weren't able to do that. They had no balance at all. If, if you go back and you look at what they did the first two or three drives of the game, though, their third downs were pretty manageable. I mean, they were like third and four, third and five. It wasn't like they were way behind the chains. So, I mean, there's things you can improve on here. It's not like it's it's all yeah. dire. They've only they've only allowed, and this is something concerning too. They've only allowed opponents thirty five percent of the time to have four plus yards per carry. That goes back to what you're saying about the Colts. They got the the Lions got behind in that game. Couldn't really, you know, mm-hmm. couldn't have to. So and they're a passing team anyway. They're a passing team, right? Yeah, it's that's a little misleading. Colts have struggled everywhere offensively. Yeah. All right, well, let's get to Rob's poll. All right, we talked a little bit about the Cowboys' defense at the end of segment two, so let's go there again. Which player will give the defense, the Cowboys' defense, the biggest boost when he returns? Anthony Hitchens, David Irving, who's got two more game suspension, Demontre Moore, who's back this week, or Orlando Skandrick? Just missed the TV in here. Was showing Cheeto leave the field. Another defensive uh, player oh, gone. No, another Cheeto. That's guy. a hard poll. Yeah. No Ryden? I'm guessing a Ryden Cheeto. <laughs> I'm guessing the people chose Scandrick. Okay. You're guessing they chose Hitchens. Mm. I'm going Scandrick because they think this secondary is garbage. David Irving, forty percent of the vote. More sacks? Yeah. Amazing. Scandrick got thirty seven percent, followed by Hitchens and then more. I was I'm surprised right, well, to see that. All right, yesterday's poll was about the secondary. Though, it was. Right? Yeah, and, and hey. people were, were alarmed about the way they were playing. What does Mickey say? They don't listen. <laughs> they don't. They didn't pick Scandrick. They're though. thinking about those David that, Irving. I would Packers games and Bucks games where he just dominated. I would have picked. Irving. I would have picked. I would pick Scandrick too. Yeah, I was going to say Hitchens because they saw C.J. Anderson get the start of his Pro Bowl season going. Hitchens, <laughs> Hitchens, Hitchens would have been my second choice. Yeah, Irving third. Who was the other? Demontre. Demontre Moore. Yeah, I'm not sure how they're going to use him. I think they're going to play him in the rotation. In a I would rotation be, on the I right would not, side. Right? right side rotation. See if he's better than what you're getting from Benson Mayawa and and Taco over there. Like Friday's going to be an interesting day for us when it comes to who to sit at defensive end. Saturday. 
Well, Saturday. Excuse Saturday. We, we don't have a show Saturday. We don't have a show. But but when we so get we to, better come up with it on Friday. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Your your inactives on Friday or when you get to your inactives, I, okay. I wonder who they're going to sit at defensive end. I think I got mine, but I'll save it. Benson. No, no, I don't know. Taco. Tapper. Okay. Didn't we didn't we go into this year though talking about Taco and talking about the expectations with him that that might have been the case for some games. To be inactive, I mean. Yeah, I thought he played better in this game than he did in the in the in the Giants game. If you want to look at some type of little silver line, though, I thought he I thought his technique was better. I thought he was better as better as a rusher. It didn't it didn't show. He caused a, on the interception. He had a pressure on that one. So yeah, I mean, there, there's if I hear I'm talking about one pressure, but it, it it was better than what it was for the Giants game. Gotta have one before you get to two. Yeah. We'll see. Tapper, huh? Who's going to back up Lawrence? No, I don't. I don't. I don't know. I mean, it, I would. I would put it down between Tapper and and Taco. See, that's going to be. I mean, kind of like our training camp debate, right? Yeah. Can't you keep them all up? Do you I, need you, six wide receivers? You could. You technically could. Sure. I don't think you need six wide receivers. You're right, but if they're healthy, if they're all healthy. Yeah. I mean, you're going to probably have to carry more defensive backs. You don't want to go light there. Typically, that's the rotation is eight deep. D-line. We get in the inactive talks on Friday. Nah, I'm just I, no. We're just talking about the defense events. I know, That's I it. know. It's just kind of a confusing thing when you feel like your secondary. You just want more there. Yeah, but you can only play eleven. You can yeah. only play eleven. Yeah, it's very frustrating. Now let's get into. You were talking about Dak and Zeke if they block for him and protecting Dak. I think will be a huge thing in this game. We've talked about the O line a little bit, but did you guys know he was pressured twenty two times against the Broncos and no other quarterback has been pressured more in a single game to start this season? Wow, that's a stat right there. Yeah. With the O line, where those pressures come from? I didn't get the exact pressures. It just told me 22. No, I meant the, the source of the pressures. Yeah. Oh, pro football reference. No, 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 no. She's talking about where, what yeah. positions, what positions. No, oh. no. I was asking who came up with oh, them. Oh, oh, because oh. Because they don't really count pressures in this official stat. Yeah. The, to me, though, you know, if you, a lot of it probably came down to what was happening in the second half of that game where they had to throw. And then it was about 50 attempts. Yeah. Then it was, I mean, how many second half throws did he have to make? Do I don't have my flip a lot. I mean, he had 50, which that's what I'm saying. He had 50 total. So how many have to throw in the second half? I mean, the running game, of course, everybody knows was non-existent. So how many throws did he have to make in the second half? That's where all of a sudden things started breaking down a little bit. You started to see Vaughn hit him. Yeah. Vaughn was starting before he got the sacks. He passes the second half. See, that's what I'm saying. When, when the Cowboys Cowboys are winning football games, Dak Prescott is 23 or 29 for 246 yards, and they've run the football for 125, 130 yards. I looked it up. If you take out the Philly game where he didn't play the full game, last year he averaged 30, exactly 30 attempts That's a what game. I'm saying. 50 is out of whack, and as I mentioned yesterday, this team does not have a history. Nobody has a history of winning football games when you throw 50 times. Something's going wrong if you're throwing the ball 50 times. Yeah, it is. And, and I think the fact that he had to throw 30 times in the second half with really no running game, you, know, you were going to have some problems there, that, and, and but that the pressure makes total sense. I mean, they they had some, you know, they, they, they we talked about it with Lyle Collins, and you know, I mean, there was some there was some leakage there. He was fourteen of twenty in the first half, sixteen of thirty the second half. Yeah, but but, but no yards. This, what was yards per attempt? Which first is, the yeah. first half it was only eighty five yards well, passing yards per attempt. Oh, I wonder for, for the entire game. No, for that, that on there. Yeah. 
they use they sometimes have that yards per attempt. That's on your big stat pack on the back, Nikki. If you flip it over there. Oh, on this. No, 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 no. On the back of the play-by-play. I think they have yards per attempt on the back of that. I just feel like if you're the Cardinals break right now, you guys are talking about how to beat the Cowboys, how to get the Cardinals a win. They're probably saying, hey, make Dak pass. See what he's down. When he's down and they don't have the run game, what is he going to do? That's become the national narrative narrative again. Yeah, that's a national narrative. If 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 you've got a guy that could shut down Des Bryant, they do. They have a guy that's capable of doing that. They've got the speed on defense. To to mm-hmm. get to a lot of to get to a lot they've got some they've got some bulk up front mm-hmm. you know that's uh, they they do have the personnel to to shut you down now it's on Linehan and those guys to try and figure out ways to be a little bit more creative you know but you guys are saying they don't have the corners like Tay to your point tell me what that, that top to bottom that the Broncos no not top to bottom yeah. at all I mean you have Patrick Peterson and we have Honey Badger in your, that DB secondary area but they don't have I mean. Granted, I didn't think Chris Harris Jr. was going to be as much of a threat as he turned out to be. Yeah. I really didn't. I thought the guy, Brand- the Roby was the one I thought. Roby that- was the weak link. I yeah, thought. I thought so too. But yeah, he played pretty well. But yeah, it's a, it's a, it's it, they they do have the personnel. Four point eight. Four point eight of the ten pass See? for the entire game. Yeah. Oh. See, that's that's terrible. But it was only six something against the Giants. Yeah. Another so they weren't defense. getting the <laughs> weren't getting the ball down the field. Well, that's a lot about winning on the outside, too. You know, you just got to do a better job of it's easier said than done, but you've got to find ways to win on the outside. And when you do win, make sure you make the catch. You know, we've seen that happen, too. Yes. Well, let's go to the phone lines. You guys can still call us. Last few minutes here, 214-872-2102. Lance from New Jersey on the line. What is up? How's it going, guys? Uh, First time I've been listening to you guys for a long time out here in Jersey. Uh, I'm going to actually be at the Cowboys-Rams game in a couple weeks, so hopefully I can say hi to you guys. Great. Coming out with a couple big-time Cowboys fans. Uh, my question is, uh, to combat that rush that we've seen the last couple weeks and we might see this week, I know we used to do it a lot with Tony. Wouldn't like the, the shotgun draw play or more draw plays to get those DNs coming up the field be something that you might see the Cowboys use a little bit more uh, in the coming weeks maybe to get that run game going? Uh, and I'll hang up, and uh, thanks for taking my call, guys. Appreciate it. Well, screens. The key thing is don't get behind by 25 points. No. Because then you can't do that stuff. Yeah. Screen. They don't care. You can do all the draws you want. Yeah. I think the way that they get around pressure now is with the screen package. They didn't get They didn't get to get into that. They tried. Yeah. They didn't get to get into that as much as they'd probably like to, though. But I think you need some more, some some timely screen passes. I. It, 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 that's just their way. We've seen it with the wide receiver. Heck, they converted a third down the other day, throwing a screen to to Terrence Williams for a first down on, on, off a slot blitz. So those are the kinds of things, the way they're going to get around this. But the draw stuff, yeah, it's it's good to a point. But, you know, this team hangs its hat on the way they run the ball, the, you know, the the, 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 the way they, they press the edges and try and make the cuts. Whether you want to call it zone scheme, whatever you want it, man scheme, whatever you want to call it, that's the way they run the football. And they have to get back to being more physical and, and, and getting guys blocked. They can't just let guys run free. Absolutely. You know, and it was 35-10 in the third quarter. Sure. The third quarter. Yeah. The third quarter. So they actually shut them out in the fourth quarter. Yeah. The defense for that. Did. Hey, silver lining. Man. Huh? But take, the the take. defense did because the offense gave them a pick six. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
That. Well, we'll end on a happy note because we have another Talking Cowboys for you guys tomorrow, 11.30 a.m. Central Time. You know where to find us. Watch and tune in. You guys can even watch on connected TV devices. Ooh. We'll be back tomorrow. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!